This is the NT Filmmakers Podcast, Episode 11. This is the NT Filmmakers Podcast where we talk to filmmakers and creatives from the Northern Territory of Australia about their projects, their experiences and their challenges. And now, here's your host, Steve Archer. Welcome everyone to the NT Filmmakers Podcast. It's time again for the Darwin International Film Festival, affectionately known as DIFF. This is the 10th anniversary year for DIFF, and the lineup of amazing films, both local and international, is outstanding. In this episode, we'll hear the presentation given by Blondine Rufo, the manager of DIFF, at the program launch held last week. We'll also hear from some of the writer, director, producer teams for films selected for the 2019 Spark Initiative. For those of you not familiar with the Spark Initiative, this is a special program run by Screen Territory in conjunction with the Darwin International Film Festival to provide support and funding for the production of four short films. The films will be screened on Saturday the 14th of September at the Deck Chair Cinema. So sit back and relax everyone, I hope you enjoy the show. The following segment was recorded live at the Darwin International Film Festival program launch on the 27th of August, 2019. Thanks, John. Uh, We'd now like to invite to the stage the uh, Minister for Education, Her Honourable Selina Uber. Ladies and gentlemen, it's an absolute pleasure to be here with you this evening and celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Darwin International Film Festival. I would like to pay my respect to the Larrakia elders who are the custodians of this beautiful country and of course, where would you want to be other than here in Darwin at this gorgeous sunset this evening. I'll pay my respects to the Larrakia elders past, present and our future and emerging Larrakia leaders for looking after this amazing place for us. It's wonderful to be here as part of the program launch of the Darwin International Film Festival, which, as we know, marks the 10th anniversary. And it's a tribute to those who have volunteered and to put in their time and effort over the decade to ensure that a festival such as this continues and we're able to enjoy, not just as those who are here as Darwin and Palmerston residents, but those from across the territory and those who are enjoying this wonderful dry season here in the top end. The festival brings together territorians to celebrate, dissect and share our common humanity through the medium of film. And I'd like to pay tribute to our special guests who are here amongst us. Her Honour, the Honourable Vicky O'Halloran, OA, who is, excuse me, AO, who is the Administrator of the Northern Territory and who's popped down the road from um, her beautiful view up there at um, the Administrator's house and her husband, Mr. Craig O'Halloran. Thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, To John, thank you so much for your hard work over the years as chair of the Darwin International Film Festival subcommittee and also the deputy chair of the Darwin Film Society. And also a thank you to our special guest who's joined us this evening, um, Tanith Glynn Maloney. I'm very proud to be part of the Northern Territory Labor Government who is committed to supporting a vibrant, sustainable and successful screening industry here in the Territory. And we're all delighted as our team to support the DIFF and which showcases not only the best of the Territory but also of world cinema. This year it includes some quite interesting works from Northern Territory's most talented filmmakers and we're very proud of that. The diverse films feature this year include In My Blood It Runs, 
And I was very fortunate to be able to host a screening of this a couple of weeks ago at Parliament House. Where are you on the other side? Um, and we, we had the, the uh, filmmaker and some of the stars of that film oh, yeah, join us here got at Parliament House, which is the People's House, and it was wonderful. Uh, to be able to host that as education okay. minister. Yeah, yeah. Well, this particular join, film sees Alice Springs filmmaker Maya Newell embed herself with a family from Duran, who is a 10-year-old Aranda and Galloway boy here in the Northern Territory. It's an incredibly heartfelt film and it has had a stellar festival run so, so far this year. And I understand our amazing filmmaker Maya is unable to be with us tonight because she is there filming in Toronto, in Canada, um, the film there um, this week, which is really exciting for the Northern Territory. Another stunning local highlight is the three red ochre films, Utopia Generation, Taya Manga Dira, and Not Just Numbers. This year's festival also features our emerging storytellers through the continuing joint short film initiative Spark. The Territory Labor Government through Screen Territory doubled the funding to the 2019 program which saw four short films being produced. They will be screened as part of the festival on the 14th of September this year. The four very different short films range from, and this is a good tongue twister, the post-apocalyptic to the terrestrial visits. As you peruse your programs, which you'll find on your seats, you'll see the films ranging from the French period dramas to Chinese mysteries to English comedies to Swahili documentaries, filmed at a range of locations from remote Northern Territory communities to the honey farms of Macedonia. As one of the greats of cinema, Francis Ford Coppola once said, you never stop learning about film. And I hope this year's program brings you many moments to reflect, delight, amuse, learn, and awe in the industry of film. I congratulate the entire DIFF team and the Darwin Film Society for curating such an engaging and diverse program for you this year. And I hope that everyone here spreads the word so we can all enjoy the 2019 Darwin International Film Festival. Congratulations. I'm just going to put my timer here so I don't go too long. Um, welcome everyone to uh, this program launch of the 10th Darwin International Film Festival. I'm really excited to uh, launch this program with you tonight. Thank you everyone for coming, it means a lot. Um, so first of all, um, I would like to thank our partners, starting with our government partners, with uh, Festivals Anti and Screen Territory, which have been uh, great supporters for many years. Um, I would like to thank Screen Australia um, and then on to um, our partners in Darwin. The Darwin Waterfront has been our partner for many years and this year it's going to be hosting a fabulous event at the end of the festival and I'll touch on that a little bit later. I'd also like to thank um, Belette, they're here tonight, hello. <laughs> um, they're our marketing uh, and communications team. Uh, they've been doing a fantastic job uh, on the website and with the socials and everything and we're so grateful for their work. Uh, thank you ABC Darwin and thank you Adam uh, for being here tonight. And um, of course, the Deck Chair Cinema. Uh, the heart of the festival, really. That's, um, this is where DIFF was born. This is where DIFF is being planned all year round in a tiny, really messy office uh, just at the back there. And, um, and that's where all of, most of our special screenings will be happening uh, during DIFF this year. Actually, we have one special screening happening um, at BCC Cash Arena as well, which I'll also touch on later on. 
Um, so lecture cinema is of course um, where all film lovers go to in Darwin and I hope that uh, this year we'll, um, we'll just all come together and uh, experience all those amazing movies together here. So um, our other venues for screenings is going to be the BC, uh, BCC Casual Arena at um, Casual Arena Square. We're so happy to partner with those guys. They've been um, really great friends of the deck chair for years, um, hosting flicks in the wet, of course, and deep. Um, and another venue um, that we're going to be using for DIFF is uh, for the first time this year the Darwin Innovation Hub. That's where all our industry uh, events will be happening. So thank you very much for joining the DIFF train. Um, and I would also like to thank the NT Library, which um, is hosting a screening during DIFF this year. Uh, for the, their curator's cut. Uh, so it's going to be a free screening, um, and the film is called uh, Dirt Cheap. Mm -hmm. Now, we're also going to have some uh, youth workshops, and that's also a first. And we have brought on to the team uh, the lovely people at, the, at Corrugated Iron Youth Arts, which I'd like to thank as well. Uh, they've done a fantastic job uh, putting together some workshops uh, from acting to green screen and compositing uh, and screenwriting and yeah so there are some really high standard workshops that you're going to want to get onto if you're under 30. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> now speaking of youth, uh, we're also um, have a special curation from the Adelaide International Youth Film Festival this year, and it's going to be um, so a short, a short program of, uh, sh of uh, films uh, directed at young audiences. And I really hope that um, that we're going to encourage more and more over the coming years uh, our young uh, people to come and experience the festival. Um, another. Uh, so many, so many people to thank, I'm sorry, but I'll just go, I mean, I'm not sorry, thank you guys, that's great. So I'd just like to thank Ziprint for printing our beautiful programs that you're looking at right now. Um, and I'd like to thank One Mile, of course, that's gonna be here again for the whole uh, duration of the festival. It will, they will be set up just across from our regular bar over there and we'll be able to enjoy the delicious beers every night. Um, Top Shelves has, has also, has, has also sorry, um, joined again uh, to deliver some delicious drinks. Thank you for that. And uh, some new a new partner is the H Hotel. So if you have any friends, guests, family visiting uh, during the festival, uh, they've been really generous and there is a promo code for a diff. So you can find that on the website and they're gonna be accommodating all our guests, so that, that's gonna be the place to be um, after all our events. And finally, I'd like to thank Air North, uh, because they've been generous enough to bring our guests tonight, Tanis Vin Maloney. Uh, so thank you so much, Air North, for allowing us to have a special guest for this screening tonight. Um, yes, I just uh, another couple of thanks. Um, with the SPAC uh, initiative and with other uh, local <coughs> initiatives that we're going to be uh, showcasing during DIFF, we've been uh, lucky enough to get a lot of support from uh, the following organizations, so NITV, uh, Kama, Natty Springs, and uh, Screen Producers Australia, Australian Directors Guild, and the Australian Cinematographers Society. We're really grateful to get this recognition from um, the industry nationally. So thank you. Um, so now, uh, of course, I'd like to thank my team, um, James Parker, who's manager of the Deck Chess Cinema, and also my shrink every now and then, and <laughs> just keep, keep checking on my book if I'm still alive, you know, just basic things. Thank you, James. Uh, thank you, Damien, uh, our operation managers at the Texas Cinema. 
uh, who's starting this year and who's doing an awesome job. I'd like to thank Lisa Yu as well, who's just uh, stepped up from her uh, regular role of box office staff and she's helping, um, helping coordinating the festival with me, which is really great. Thank you. Which brings me to thank the uh, staff at Deck Chair in general, everyone that, uh, all the casual staff at Deck Chair that sell tickets every night and serve those delicious beverages that we have at the kiosk. Um, it's really an awesome team. I couldn't be more happy to work here in that beautiful place with those beautiful people. It's really, uh, I'm really privileged, so I just wanted to acknowledge that. Um, the DIFF team is a little bit uh, more expanded from just the deck chair. So we have uh, Mike Freer, who's our amazing designer. Check out the program, how good it looks. That's all Mike's work. Um, he's been with us for the past three or four years. Sorry. <laughs> um, and he's just uh, really fantastic. So thank you, Mike. Um, and I would like to thank our programming committee before I uh, officially get this launch started. Uh, so I'd like to thank Alexandra Edmondson, Neil Ludvigsen, Carol McDonald, Thomas Midena, and Adnan Reza. Those five people have been watching so many films, you wouldn't believe, to come up with this selection that we have tonight, that we are presenting to you tonight. And finally, um, I would like to thank you all, dear guests and uh, Darwin Film Society members that keep this place so vibrant and, um, and that just, uh, just the, your show of trust and support has allowed us to keep building on a sustainable business with Dexter Cinema and a growing event with Deep. So thank you so much. And thank you all the filmmakers, film lovers, without all of you people, we couldn't make a film festival. <laughs> so, um, all right. How many times have I said thank you yet? Has anyone kept count? I promised myself not to go over 200, but. Um, oh yeah, just one more thing. Diff is turning 10. This is our 10th edition this year, and we are so proud to have made it this far. Um, but, there's been many people over the years that helped create the, the event that it is today. So I would like to thank, of course, once more the Darwin Film Society Committee, uh, but also all those people that stepped up in, in the kind of roles that I'm in today um, and made it better and better every year. So I'd like to thank Sarah Wilkie, Jet Street, Louise Gillette, Michael Sergi, Harry Abrams, Steve Noble, Hannah Brody Hall, Tim Parrish, and Alice Body. Thank you very much. So for 11 days in September, very soon, you'll get the opportunity to discover films from all over the world and from our communities. There is so much to see and experience, and I anticipate it will be tough to make choices. But lucky for you, this year, no screening will be overlapping on another one. So technically, you could actually watch all of the films. That's 26. 26 screenings, actually. If you count the short films, that's 50. So, you know, you, you know what to do. You won't be bored uh, this coming month. Um, so my best advice as we are launching this program is make the most of it. Make this your September resolution. Make space to let those diverse stories penetrate you. Walk into the deck chair or BCC and leave your worries behind. For the next couple of hours, you will be invited to dive into another universe. Come in with an open mind. Films are labors of love and the effort put into making them is bigger than you'll ever know. So make the most of it, take it all in, and enjoy.
I'll just um, do a brief presentation of the program and then I'll invite our programming committee on stage. Um, and I have 15 minutes, all right. So uh, I'm gonna start with our industry program. Uh, this year we have um, the anti-screen summit uh, once again, uh, but except this year it's bigger and better than ever. So we're gonna have more guests coming from Sydney, Melbourne, uh, Alice Springs, Darwin, um, and it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> so the Darwin Innovation Hub will be bubbling, uh, buzzing with inspiration, creativity, connections, and it will be happening on the 14th or 15th of September during uh, the day before the screenings. So if you have any connection whatsoever with the screen industry, if you consider yourself to be part of the filmmaking community, if you're in media communications, anything like that, please go on the website, diff.net.au, and you can apply for a free pass, uh, an industry pass that allows you to access not only uh, the two days of the anti-screen summit, but also get a VIP invite to opening night and to Spark, so that's a great deal. I mean, it's free, so it is. Um, and those uh, industry events are uh, open to all, of course, so you can uh, purchase a ticket for it if you'd like to as well. Um, I just wanted to really acknowledge the support of Screen Territory on that one, because I really wouldn't have been able to put together such an amazing program without their help. So. Um, thank you, Jenny Hughes, Director of Screen Territory, and Sebastian Engborn, um, the manager of local content. Sorry, I don't have the title, exact title. It's a bit long. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I'll let you have a look in the industry program. There's so much happening. Uh, I don't want to go through it right now, but it's, it's going to be really amazing. Um, which brings me to our short programs. Of course, there's Spark that we've already touched on and you already all know about Spark by now, I, I assume. Um, we also have the Best of Territory short, which uh, is a curation of shorts that were made over the past year and that we will screen on the same night as Spark. So that's uh, Saturday, 14th of September. If you wanna meet heaps of talented people and have a lot of fun uh, that's the night you don't want to miss out on. It does sell out every year, so you're warned. Uh, for the first year, we wanted to um, welcome um, some of our uh, most talented neighbors in uh, Southeast Asia. So we've introduced a new program of shorts, which is called the Best of Southeast Asian Shorts. I really recommend this one. Um, some really beautiful, beautiful films there. And uh, there's also going to be the Red Ochre um, Showcase. Uh, the minister touched on that before. So um, it's, it's just, um, it, it's similar to Spark in that it's, it's, a, it's a short film initiative, except it, it was for, it was to support uh, documentary making for indigenous filmmakers. And the three films that came out of it are absolutely incredible. I definitely, definitely recommend to uh, attend that screening as well. I mean, I recommend all the screenings really, but, uh, but this is gonna be really special. We're lucky to have all of the crews, the crews for those films um, present on the screening, doing a Q&A afterwards. So it's gonna be a very, um, a very great night. Um, I also wanted to touch on the youth program. So we're gonna have four screenings that are uh, for youth audiences, uh, family friendly. And um, we've actually split those two between weekdays and weekends to encourage classrooms to travel, to get out of the classroom, actually classes to get out of the cl classroom and go to the festival and also for families to enjoy on the weekend. Um, and of course the workshops, which, which I talked about before with Corrugated Iron. Um, so lots for young people to do, and we, again, we really hope to expand that next year. Um, so before I uh, go to talking about films, uh, just two more amazing satellite events that we're gonna have on. First, uh, the VR hub, uh, virtual reality hub, to be precise. 
Um, we are so grateful to the Darwin International Airport to be hosting the Virtual Reality Hub at the Green Room Studio, which is located um, upstairs in the, in the departure lounge just across <coughs> from the bar, Hector's bar, I believe. Uh, so there's gonna be a whole setup where people can experience for free uh, virtual reality, whether it's a 360 film where you just sit with those goggles and just look around and experience uh, a film in 360, but also we're gonna have some uh, virtual reality experiences where you get to interact in those, um, in those films, which, are, which actually you could probably best describe as games or as experience, let's say. Um, and the other one, of course, uh, the one that we are all so excited about. We are bringing, for the first time ever in the territory, a spectacular show. Um, Laser Vision is a um, media, a large-scale media show company based in Sydney that has uh, offices all around the world, including Hong Kong, Singapore, Dubai. They're world leaders in that um, in that field, and they are coming to Darwin um, for the last three days of the festival to just send out diff with a big splash, I suppose. Um, and so that is called the water screen, the water screen at the waterfront. And I don't, I don't want to try like describe it because it's always a bit awkward. You have to see it for yourself. It's absolutely, absolutely mind blowing. It's a 30 meter wide water screen and we will be projecting art, um, video art, various contents on it. Uh, so bring down the family, um, you know, bring friends. It's just gonna be a spectacular show. Um, and we're really, really excited to have it. So there you go. Now I'm gonna move on to films. That's what, we, that's what we're all here for. And um, we'll have an opening night with a special guest. So the film for opening night is called Slam. It's an Australian film based in the uh, Sydney suburbs, and it touches on um, very current subjects. I would describe it probably as a societal, societal? You know, uh, you can pronounce it for me. <laughs> thriller. Um, a thriller about society. <laughs> um, and the uh, main characters are uh, of Palestinian descent, uh, of Muslim faith, and um, I don't want to say too much more. It's, uh, it's a gripping, gripping uh, drama mystery that I definitely recommend. And the director, Patus and Gupta, will be with us on the screening, so I'm yeah, really honored um, that he's gonna be there. Now, uh, another very special screening that I'll only brush on because we've already talked about it, but I cannot recommend it enough. In my blood it runs. What an amazing film. Um, every time I talk about it to people, I, I get goosebumps and start tearing up again. It's just so beautiful. You don't want to miss that film. It's a very important and beautiful film. Um, we have a, uh, a filmmaker in Darwin. He's actually an artist. His name is Levin Dechenko. Uh, I believe he's here tonight. Um, Levin decided to make his debut feature animation um, last year, I believe. Finished it recently and submitted it to DIFF and we absolutely loved it. It's a feature length anim animation, like I was saying, uh, but you probably don't want to bring the kids. Um, it's, it's not gruesome or anything, just, just you know, you only get it if, if you're a bit grown up, in my opinion, although no. It's a surrealistic piece, it's amazing. Just, um, just go and watch it. And finally, our closing night. Um, our closing night film is called When the Storm Fades. It's described by the producers themselves as a docudramedy. Uh, so it says it all, really, a docudramedy. It's, uh, it's funny, it's sad, it's real, it's fake, it's everything in one film. Uh, and it's, uh, I, I, I found it hilarious, but also really important, made me think a lot 
about um, you know what it is to be a privileged white person and and also uh, yeah just it's it it takes place in the Philippines and the characters are just really amazing so all the Filipino characters are real in that they play themselves and then uh, there is this lovely uh, very naive a bit annoying couple of Canadians coming to save them uh, and they obviously um, are very surprised by what's what's expecting them so uh, another really beautiful film so that that's for our special screenings but like I was saying before each and every film in that program I can just vouch for them they're all amazing um, and I'm so thankful for our programming committee for uh, putting together this selection and um, I would like to actually get them on stage so you can uh, you can see their face their beautiful faces and uh, see the people behind behind the, this program so uh, please welcome on stage Neil Ludwigsen Adnan Reza, Carol McDonald, and Alex Edmondson. And we have a fifth uh, programmer who wasn't able to make it tonight. I thought about putting his picture on the big screen, but to shame him. But uh, his name is Thomas Midena, and uh, he couldn't make it tonight, but he's very sorry, and he wish he was there. <laughs> All right, so... Um, I think we, we're going to start with Alex, and Alex is going to uh, talk to us about one of her picks for this year's program. Thanks. <laughs> um, so I'm going to talk to you about um, the film Honeyland, um, which was directed by Tamara Katevska and Lubomir Stefanov. Um, to be honest, when I first read the synopsis of Honeyland uh, and saw that it was about um, Macedonian beekeepers, it, it didn't grab me initially. But when I watched it, I discovered that, um, like so many great films, it took a very um, small world and very specific subject and used that to explore um, some much bigger ideas and much more complex ideas. Um, and I don't want to say too much about what happens in the story, but... Uh, some of those bigger ideas that it um, explores so beautifully are um, a mother-daughter relationship, uh, modern agriculture, and ultimately it uh, is a, a parable um, about climate disaster. Uh, so without telling you too much more, um, I want to strongly encourage you to see it. It's also just so beautifully shot. Um, some of the scenes, you know, it's a documentary, but uh, some of the scenes, you know, looked like a, a painting more than a film. Um, it's very beautiful and also very poignant, and I hope you go see it. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna play the trailer now, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Hello, um, I'm gonna speak on uh, one of my picks, which was Peter Strickland in Fabric. Uh, and what struck me about this film, um, it's not only, it's kind of a filmmaker's film, it's so beautifully made. Um, the most amazing sound design and combination of sort of sound design and imagery and, um, you know, that really makes you feel things viscerally. Um, but it's also, um, it's really fun. It's a sort of comedy, mild horror. Um, so it'll be, uh, oh, and another 
factor that made me very excited about it is that it's um, the DOP of this film is Ari Wagner, who's an Australian female cinematographer. Um, and if uh, not sure if people realise, but there's a real lack of um, female DOPs uh, globally. So um, Ari's really branched out and is working internationally now. Um, so this is a British film. Um, yeah, so in Fabric, I would suggest that um, be a great film for, it's a 9.15 film, great film for sort of end of the night, something fun, um, and I'd suggest you all go along to see it. Um, I'm going to talk about dead pigs. This is a Chinese film by Cathy uh, Yan, and it's her first film. And it's a parable about how China is changing. This film won a um, special awards prize at um, Sundance for ensemble acting. As some of you would know, most modern Chinese cinema is very social realism. This film is not. It's sort of over the top, it's loud, it's many things. Um, in this film, we see a society that encourages lying and undervalues truth. This is a criticism not only of China, but of the world, the whole world today, in the Trump's America. This is based on some, a fact that occurred in 2013. 16,000 dead pigs floated into, down the Yangtze into Shanghai. Director Yan, takes inspiration from these um, headlines with five different Shanghai residents. A pig farmer, a beauty salon owner, a very feisty performance by Vivian Wu. She, you may have seen her in uh, the Joy Luck Club. A sensitive waiter, a poor little rich girl, an expat architect struggling to come to terms with Chinese society while trying to get his brutalist Sangra Familia compl uh, condo complex built. <laughs> through, these ca uh, through these characters' interconnecting lives, we see a darkly comic version of a pig-eat-pig world that is Shanghai today. And what happens to a society that decides to modernise at any cost? This is a black comedy. You'll enjoy it. It will make you think about the directions of societies as we have them. Thank you. All right, uh, so in my opinion, Sorry We Missed You is probably the most relatable mm -hmm. film that I watched for this uh, festival. The film explores uh, realistically the hardship that a family has to go through when they are starting to set up their own independent business. But it's not really about that. It's really about the characters and how they find the glimpses of happiness in, in their everyday hardship that really makes this film worth it. I mean, I laughed. I mostly cried, uh, but one thing I never did or never felt was that I'm watching something pretentious. This is an authentic cinema, and I think, uh, yeah, I think people of all ages can appreciate something and find a little bit of themselves in the film. Thank you. Uh, sorry we missed you by Ken Coach. All right, I just have to... Hello? Oh, yeah. I just have to quickly apologize to the programming committee to keep them on stage for so long. <laughs> All right. Good night. Four amazing teams were selected for the Spark Initiative this year to make four amazing short films. The NT Filmmakers podcast invited each of the teams to submit a recording talking about their films. This next segment has the recordings provided by the two teams who were able to get us their recordings before we went live with episode 11. You can see all four of the Spark films, TJ Go Home, The Northerners, Dark Utopia and Worth at the Spark screening on Saturday the 14th of September at the Deck Chair Cinema. My name is Biddy O'Loughlin. I'm the writer-director of TJ Go Home. 
It's about a kid called TJ who lands herself in timeout and then she must deal with an alien invasion on her own. Well, I was working at um, Gap Youth Centre at the time and a f- filmmaking something I like to do and I just thought I'd bring my skills to the table and make up a movie to do with the kids. And I thought I'd shoot it on an iPhone or something and then Spark happened and I got got together with Anna and we applied and we got the money and so it turned into a bigger production than it initially was meant to be. It was just something fun for the kids and it still was something fun for the kids at the end of the day and the adults. <laughs> I think seeing that UFO come together as well as um, my makeup artist Aoife Murray's work with the costume from Letitia, um, the art director. So building the world was pretty cool, having all those props and makeup tricks. <laughs> Probably the same thing. The, the biggest fun was creating the world, but it was also the hardest thing, like figuring out how to get this UFO to set. Uh, once the UFO started getting built, it was like, how are we going to move this thing? Um, is it going to fit on a truck? We ended up building it in two halves and then assembling it together on set. And I guess, yeah, the, the alien costumes were tricky in the end because we had to create them because you can't just get a costume or it's um, copyright issues, you know, from the shop. Kmart's alien costumes. Came out, come and get ya. <laughs> Um, what else was difficult? I guess working with children can be quite difficult because, um, bless their cotton socks, they're not quite used to repeating things because you have to film from different angles so you, you get them to do the same thing over and over and over again and yeah, it's quite challenging to keep them, keep them enthusiastic, you know, from the beginning of the day to the end because they do, they do get over it pretty quickly. They flag, yeah. But they were they were good, these kids. It just, um, I guess, having a bald cap on the aliens was a bit itchy, I believe. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to say? Um, oh, it was a lot of fun and usually what, um, usually what challenges me the most is probably getting the enthusiastic team together and that was a lot easier this time around, you know. Having a budget helps, but also just having done a few films I knew who I liked working with like Aoife and Kate LaGreca and stuff so we've got quite a good good crew down here in Alice Springs I reckon for filmmaking. It's lovely working with you Anna. (laughs) (laughs) All good? Yep all good. My name's Anna Cadden and I was the producer on TJ Go Home. The film is about Biddy's mind. <laughs> it's actually pretty much what I would do as a kid. Like I would walk around having these imaginary. We don't want to give away the, you know, the ending, but that was pretty much what I did as a kid. I would just walk around in this parallel universe in my head. Finding a number of kids at the right time proved tricky because there different people had different things happening on the weekend that we were shooting. So we ended up with two aliens and we couldn't find a third alien in time to get go through makeup and costume. So we decided to cast a local puppy dog instead as, as our third alien. <laughs> yeah, that was Anna's brilliant idea um, because... We we had a bunch of kids sort of hanging around, but only two of them were prepared to get greened up into alienness um, at the last minute. <laughs> somebody decided they changed their mind and they were gonna they were gonna do it, be the alien. But we said no, nah, no time for makeup. So we'd already had this puppy dog and put a little bit of green green on its nose and a little alien collar, and voila. Our cast was complete. The um, the makeup and cast, the makeup and wardrobe um, worked very quickly in that regard. Yeah. Making a puppy dog an alien very quickly. Yeah, very very quickly. Um, it was they they say never work with children or animals, and we had both. And one of the aliens, little Evie, she was the one holding the puppy dog. And at some point, another spoiler, but the puppy dog disappears. It gets lasered accidentally, and. Um, she was on set waiting, waiting for a close-up and she was getting very frustrated and she called out at one point, can someone make this puppy disappear? <laughs> it was so funny. 
Oh goodness, they were funny kids. Yeah, so that, I think I think the shoot went very smoothly. Other than that, like it was just getting people there and finding the, the actors on the day. Yeah. Um, and and Lani was a last minute choice because I had a I had like you said I had a boy called um, Max who was going to be TJ who was the one who I I was working with at Gap Youth and he was part of he was, I wanted to make a movie and he said aliens so anyway. I couldn't find him. Went and got his mum to sign the form the night before and then I went round there the next day and he wasn't there and I couldn't find him anywhere. So went back um, to Truckies and were asking Lani to be an alien and she didn't want to be an alien. So I quickly auditioned her and even though she's quite small, she is 10 years old and I realised that she had the capacity to take direction and she was really, really good in the end. Yeah, I was um, a little bit sceptical at first because I thought she was much younger than she was and I was worried about her, um, not her tenacity, she had plenty of tenacity, but her stamina for the weekend. And we were talking over and over about how long the days would be and how you have to do things over and over and over again. But she was fantastic. She was great, a little star in the making, I reckon. And she picked up on the whole process really, really quickly, you know. I think she's got a career in film if she wants one. <laughs> Hi, my name's Lexi. I'm the writer and director of Worth. And my name's Kat Hart, and I am the producer for this Spark short film. Um, so this short film is about a young woman whose name is Polly, and she's just a regular girl, except for the fact that she's a little bit frustrated and a little bit psychopathic. Really, she just wants people to take her seriously, but everywhere she's turned, she's met with casual sexism and pathetic assumptions. So Polly makes a choice to prove her human worth, and she does what all powerful people do to prove themselves. She becomes a serial killer. But how hard will Polly have to work to truly prove herself worthy of attention? So that's um, a little bit about the film. Um, so what was your favourite part of filming, Kat? Um, and silence. <laughs> Nothing. She hated it. It was horrible. Steve, this is so hard. Please edit all these bits out. Um, I think my favourite bit was this is the first film I've worked on as the full producer. I've done lots of the bits of roles previously. Um, but actually getting to work with everyone involved in the film um, with directors, with writers, with sound crew and, and actors and, and really be able to see the whole overall project coming together. is It was really good fun. It was really interesting and fascinating and a big learning curve, but something I'd really love to do again. So I think in actuality it's, it's the creation of the whole film has been my favourite thing. Oh, you just took the words straight out of my mouth, Kat. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, Yeah, my favourite part was working with Steve. No, that's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) And cut and action. Um, Yeah, my favourite part of uh, producing and uh, writing and directing this um, film was, um, yeah, massive learning curve. Um, It was really great to be working with some female artists, particularly to produce a feminist short film, um, because ironically a lot of the films that I've wanted to produce about women, um, we've ended up creating them with men. So that's it's a little bit um, funny, uh, a little bit sad, but it's really good to um, help increase the number of female filmmakers in the Northern Territory and um, try and upskill um, and work with some female filmmakers in the Northern Territory and try and upskill both ourselves and some other local um, artists. Yeah, it was one of the things we were really passionate about was, was helping to drive that um, territory-based artists forward and to give... Um, we tried to give out intern opportunities and opportunities at every point for people from all walks and all backgrounds to sort of come forward and take part in the creation of this project. And on that, cat, what was uh, the biggest hurdle that you came across as producer? People uh, not doing what they're told. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> really? Come on. Now. Um, biggest hurdle on the project was probably one of the shoots that turned out to be particularly difficult, not because of anything that anyone did, but just because of technicalities and things that occurred. And it just meant that the shoot was extended from what we thought was going to be a six-hour shoot to an almost 10, 12-hour shoot. Um, But despite that, everyone pulled together really well, and I was really impressed with how all the cast and crew handled it and and moved past it. Um, So... 
you know, there were various hurdles and that was probably the biggest one. But I think at all points, everyone worked well together and, and really tried to to make sure the set was a fun and friendly place. I would agree with you on that, Kat. <laughs> I concur. Um, yeah, there were a few hurdles. We had a few technical difficulties and that's always difficult on set um, because, yeah, really it's not anybody's fault. These things just happen sometimes. Uh, but, yeah, definitely everybody really pulled together to overcome anything like that and people were really understanding and sympathetic to any difficulties that we were experiencing. Uh, some other hurdles were putting in um, crying, lots of tears. No. <laughs> what are some other hurdles? Um, it was really interesting. Uh, it was interesting. And, uh, yep. Uh, Actually, I, I do you have another, another hurdle? I have another hurdle. Okay. I have another hurdle. I just remembered it. Another hurdle we had was actually finding people to take part um, and take on the roles of, of interns. Um, it was... It, I know there are lots of people out there who are interested and really worried about trying sort of their hand at film and, and filmmaking. So I just encourage anyone who is listening and who has you know, no background in film but really wants to try to never be afraid to step up and, and ask to take part. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful, Kat. Um, yeah, another hurdle I came across as director was this is kind of the first film I've directed by myself. So that was a massive... Uh, learning curve and really interesting to kind of try my hand at directing and and I really enjoyed directing so I, uh, I hope to do it more in the future and continue to write short films and work with such an amazing crew. I agree, it was a really awesome crew. And uh, that'll do us Steve. Uh, so thanks Steve, we'll be seeing you at the next NT Filmmakers meetup. Can't wait. Edit that really well. Edit this really well. <laughs> okay, bye. The NT Filmmakers Podcast is proudly supported by The Hive, a creative co-working space for Darwin film and creative industry professionals to create, collaborate, focus and network with other filmmakers. The Hive is centrally located at 1 Pavonia Place, Nightcliffe. For bookings and more information, email screenhub at undergrowthproductions.com. Thanks for joining us in this episode of the NT Filmmakers Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with the latest information and most informative interviews about all things filmmaking in the Northern Territory. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.untolddigitalmedia.com.au forward slash podcast. This has been an Untold Digital Media production, copyright 2019.